right, Dancing Queen, what are we going to be talking <laughs> Did I lose you there for a minute? What are we going to be talking about tonight? Hello and welcome to the podcasting and live streaming channel. Tonight we're talking about the big shift of moving into a home-based studio and how you can accomplish that and why you'd want to. Well, you know, we have answers to all those questions because we're sitting in one now, aren't we? That's right. Let's go for it. Sounds like a fun conversation. You're going to take the lead on this, right? I'll be asking you questions oh, and you'll be answering them. Nonetheless, stay with us. It should be a lot of fun tonight. Do you want to produce a live stream, podcast, and blog to expand your brand and business? Come experience live stream and podcast technology coaching with Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Every week, you'll receive recommendations, reviews, tips, and tools to design a live stream video and podcast home studio that will enhance your business and expand your professional online presence. Subscribe today and discover the steps to mastering the technology to create amazing live videos and podcast episodes that will bring you success, fun, and fulfillment as you reach the world with your message. Thanks. All right. You're welcome. Yeah. Looks like a new shirt. For yeah. Isn't that a cool AGK shirt. Media Studio shirt? Yeah. Very nice. Right. Very cool. Gonna have to get one for me, I guess. Yep. An XL instead of a SM. <laughs> oh, TTSM. All righty. So tonight we're going to talk about the big shift, but let's uh, talk a little bit about older shifts that we've uh, gone through over time. Wow. Uh, Toby and I first met when we worked in public access television together. And uh, from there, of course, we went into live streaming on uh, basically several different platforms and growing as well a YouTube channel. And then as soon as we were able to live stream on YouTube, we started doing that. Live streaming to Facebook, we were doing that. Um, and so it was, it's, all, it's always been a shift in technology. And uh, it's nice because it starts off where we had to go somewhere and to park downtown Albuquerque. Then we had to, you know, because we had to drive and park and go there and meet up with people. And now we can do everything from home. Uh, it's comfortable. It's easy. There's no driving across town. Um, so there's that shift from having to go somewhere to work to being able to work from home and uh, having to deal with equipment that was huge and took up a studio mm -hmm. was very yeah. expensive to uh having a studio in our home where we can just flip a few switches and it's uh you know in in our budget to be able to do that so let's talk a little bit about that that those switches and and how you know how that affected you over time so uh one of the benefits that i had was that uh my career started in association with the information technology industry Right. Uh, it, I, I, that's not what I did for a living. It's not what my degree is, but almost everything that I did in the context of my work for the federal government uh, was associated with information technology. 
So in some ways, I don't want to say I was forced to maintain an awareness of it. Uh, I actually enjoyed it. It was a field that I really liked and I enjoyed. And so I had to go through these constant shifts. And there was a point at which probably in the 90s that I, I felt comfortable in predicting what was going to happen. And I remember uh, in the early 90s giving a speech at the conference for the uh, historically black colleges and universities. I was invited to speak and I made this presentation. This was, I don't know, probably uh, it was pre 9-11, so 1999-2000. And my presentation was about uh, how colleges and universities were going to have to transform one day to the idea, the concept of distance learning. Because mm -hmm. that's what it was called then, distance learning, right. meaning you didn't show up at a, on a college campus. You didn't live in a dormitory. You lived where you lived and you received your education by uh, communicating with your teacher who was instructing you, you know, either in real time uh, or with uh, with uh, recorded videos, pre-recorded videos. And um, I got some pushback from the educators. Of course. Saying, that's their job. That's not, that's not you know, and, and it wasn't hard pushback. It was mm -hmm. just, it was a conference. Right. There, it was the, you know, because I made a presentation, I had 45 minutes to make the presentation and 15 minutes worth of Q&A. And the Q&A went an hour and a half. Mm. Uh, and most of it was this conversation about how is that going to work and why should we, what do we need teachers then? You know, the, why, why do we need teachers? Why don't we just do everything with robots? You know, that kind of thing. It, it jumped from <laughs> a rational conversation to a point where it got a little irrational mm -hmm. and then back again. Mm -hmm. And so I was very aware of these, uh, these transitions were going to take place. I'm, I'm reminded again, I was in Walmart the other day and I have a new app on my phone that enables me to go into the store, take a picture of the pr product that I'm buying, the, the, uh, scan code, uh, it adds it up. And then when I walk out of the store, I point my camera at one of the self-help uh, machines and it has a, another scan code and it prints out a receipt on my phone for me, indicating that I've been, that's what I walk out. I get to hold up my phone when I'm walking past the, yeah. um, I predict, I predicted that some way that one day we'd buy groceries mm -hmm. uh, and we're not there yet. Eventually you'll just be able to put everything in your basket, walk through. We it. are there. I mean, yeah. it's just, uh, there's only a couple of those stores, but they do exist. Yeah. Uh, and so it's going to get more and more mechanical like that, more and more information technology based, but incorporating other technologies, the scan codes are all about IR, you know, that's eventually it's going to be, they're going to be infrared uh, codes in each of those cans of tomatoes that you're buying. So um, the advantage I had was watching these things change. And I think the big point for me was when our friend Forrest Van asked us to live stream that event for him in Santa Fe. And my memory was of the last live stream event that I did that required, and you guys have heard me say this before, that required a truckload of uh, equipment and a crew of 10. And all of that had been reduced to a little red box about that big. And it was very exciting. As a matter of fact, I, I convinced him to pay for the box. It was $500. And we did the live stream. And it was really exciting because we live streamed to our YouTube channel. Um, to, and actually, it was to my per, at that time, it was my personal YouTube channel. Uh, but it excited me about that enough that uh, I convinced Shelly and some of my other friends to start a streaming business. And for three years, that's what we did. Um, and then now we were using cameras, not holding the phone up. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. We were, we had three cameras uh, connected through black magic switchers, 
the box was about, I, I took all the technology that we required and I put it into a box. Uh, what was the name of that company? It had a funny name. Buffalo something. Buffalo case. Two by two. Put all the technology in there. And we had four cameras, four camera people, you know, audio to go along with it, audio interfaces. And we had a great time. We did some great events. And then, um, and then, uh, I sold the company at the request of uh, the um, uh, what did they call them? You, uh, you, you public. What were they? The the public, public access, access station. They wanted to get into it, and so it was easier just to sell it. And then we kind of relaxed. And then Shelley's idea was to to uh, start another YouTube channel called A Gypsy's Kiss. And before we knew it, we were streaming on that channel, and it was getting progressively easier and progressively better. And the platforms were making it more readily available. YouTube made a big investment in streaming back in 2017 and 2018, continues to do so. But you could tell that was a direction they wanted to head. And then um, and then the pandemic hit. And the pandemic forced the idea of distance between communicators, between individuals, right? We weren't going to be able to see each other. Whether we were family, friends, or business associates, we couldn't come in contact with one another at the risk of, uh, you know, one of us or one or more of us getting the uh, the virus. So the companies that were pretty good at that time, including YouTube and Facebook and companies like Zoom, uh, accelerated their investment, and they got better than really good. They got masterful at it and made all that technology available to us. So right now we're using a product called StreamYard. We like it a lot. It does a lot of the right things for us. But there are 10 or 11 competitors in different niches that, that compete with StreamYard for different reasons. Uh, and all of them evolved very rapidly over the past year and a half. And that's good for us because it makes the concept of a home studio completely rational and more importantly than rational available to the average non-technical um, individual. I have, like I said, I have the benefit of having been backed, having technology in my back pocket my whole career, but this is technology that doesn't require you to be, if you, if you can use a smartphone, the, because the concept is exactly the same. If you can use a smartphone um, and you can FaceTime or whatever the Android version of FaceTime is, although FaceTime now accepts Android, by the way, you can download FaceTime to your Android. I phone. use Google Duo. Okay, whatever. If whatever those are, if you can do that on your phone, you can live stream a program from your home. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the past four years, as we expanded our own YouTube channel. Uh, other people saw us and said, hey, I can do that. And very often they would either start a YouTube channel or they would um, call Toby and ask him for advice on how to set up a YouTube channel or a studio in their home or what equipment they might need or they had purchased equipment and they weren't sure how to, how to use it. So he would walk them through a lot of troubleshooting with that. Um, but if you're not in it just to talk about your hobby on YouTube, why might you want to have a home studio 
and be able to live stream uh, at the flip of a switch. Um, I can think of a few things like uh, networking, you know, having a networking meeting. I, I attend at least one a month uh, meeting your clients. You can, if you can do that, uh, instead of having to be face-to-face, you can do it over a Zoom call or Google Meet or uh, whatever you prefer. But um, that not only saves you time commuting, but it opens up the world to you uh, to have clients around the world instead of only those who you can meet face-to-face. You can also do training and offer presentations on, you know, any topic that you choose uh, to bring people in, teach them, and have them connect with you and your business. Is there anything I've missed? Well, uh, uh, no, you've, you've, you've packaged it really nicely, but if you look at it from the business perspective, if you look at it, an individual who's building a business, right? Uh, And they start by establishing the business from a legal uh, perspective uh, and they have a reason for doing it. They could be selling products or services, but then they go through the, uh, what most people refer to as the uh, marketing business development sales and closing cycle, right? That's what your business is all about. So the question you have to ask yourself from the context of today's discussion, making the switch to the home, and I, you know, it's more than just a studio from a business perspective, it becomes your command center, right? So think of it this way. Let's say I wanted to start a business as a, you call them coaches, I prefer consultants, right? I wanted to give advice to people who wanted to build home studios, right? I have to market to them. I have to develop the relationship, sell them, and eventually I have to maintain that relationship, right? Well, imagine if uh, what I decided to do was what I'm doing tonight, sharing, uh, we're we're doing tonight, sharing our expertise on YouTube uh, uh, in a live stream that's going to end up in a permanent video that basically will help people understand what we do, how we work, things like that. So let's say you were a consultant and you specialized in um, financial management, like uh, Peter, right? So he could do live streams with or without guests that talked about financial, that was whose focus was financial management. Then as you developed the client, the pre-sales process, as you went into business development, you could start engaging with that client face-to-face. And more importantly, you could save each one of those recordings and make them available to your clients so that they had a memory of what you, they don't have to make notes, which you could never do in a, in a regular business environment because you were visiting with one another or you want a phone call or or something like that. This is recording the face-to-face conversation. And you get to the point where you make the sale. And now uh, all I have to do to make a sale is ask them Uh, send them to a page that asks them exactly which of the products or services they want. And then they can pay through that. And I can walk them through that if, if they want me to, and again, face to face. And then from that point forward, whatever products or services, uh, whatever products or services I've offered, and I have to maintain the integrity of those products and services as the relationship develops past being a first customer to someone who's you're helping to transform their business. Now you do that face to face. 
you have regular conversations with them. How are things going? How did the install go? How, what else do you need from me, et cetera? So it becomes more than just a home studio. It becomes a command center where you can run your business. And it doesn't make any difference if you're selling services or products. Because if I wanted to, I could send you to our, for example, um, uh, a Gypsy's Kiss shop on Amazon. And you could buy products there that are going to result in a commission to us, um, you know, for selling those products. Services are are, are much more, m- much easier because, again, it, 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 and you have this engagement. And the nice thing about it is there's no travel time. In mm-hmm. what most of my career was spent in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, it was a minimum of one and a half hours each way to work downtown. And that was on a good day, right? If something happened on 66 into DC, then it was three hours, four hours. Sometimes it was like, I just, just decided find the nearest U-turn and turn around because you're not going in today, you know? But then anytime you had to go visit one of your clients, uh, and I was in downtown, I was downtown on K street. So a lot of my clients were within, uh, I don't know, a two mile radius of me. Uh, so I would either take the Metro or a cab, or I would walk depending a lot of the, uh, a lot of the clients that were government contractors were somewhere inside the beltway, but there were a lot more outside the beltway. So I had to drive back out to them, make a decision about, I always tried to schedule them late in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to go back into DC. Mm-hmm. So there was that travel time and I spent more time traveling in my business than I did. In, and I'm not talking about the travel that I did on behalf of the contracts. I'm talking about just dealing with clients here. It's wake up, make your bed, shower, shave, come in your, your command center and start doing business. There's no traveling and they don't have to travel either. And I think people, because again, of the impact of the pandemic, people are realizing how convenient it is not to have to do all those other things mm-hmm. yet be able to engage uh, with your clients on a regular and consistent basis. That's redundant on a consistent <laughs> yeah. and, and a consistent basis, mm-hmm. right? At any time, like you've got eight, if you, if you're an eight to nine to five kind of person, you can be in your command center nine to five and your client can be in their command center nine to five. And there's no, you know, uh, you want to come here, you want to go over there. So we meet it for coffee, whatever. It's just, I got my coffee here. I'm calling you, mm-hmm. you know? So there is a real benefit to the way that we need to look at it in terms of the ability to do business and not, you know, it, we have the benefit. We, we have the benefit of having made some decisions that related not only to w- what our business is, but how we wanted to communicate with people. And so we made an investment in this, in what is the third bedroom in my house. Um, but now it's our command center. It's our, what did you call it? Our uh, 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 studio. Yeah, home based studio. Yeah, home based mm-hmm. studio and home based studio and command center, business command center. So right, and um, of course, those who are marketing with social media understand that uh, it used to be actually that you needed a, the average was about seven touch points to get people to engage with you, because so many people so many businesses are online nowadays that's gone up uh, to more like 20 to 30 touch points before people will uh, engage with you, reach back and engage with you. So 
having the ability to create those touch points quickly and uh, consistently and conveniently, uh, that is going to help, you know, you to speed along the process of reaching out to your ideal client as well. And, and you have to consider about where uh, businesses that serve a much broader market are going. Um, the simple fact of the matter is my two biggest providers are Amazon and Walmart. Mm -hmm. And I don't come in contact with them. I order from Amazon it, and it shows up on my front step three days later. Yeah. And, and it's not delivered by an Amazon person. It's delivered by a UPS person. My groceries and other things that I need almost immediately uh, are delivered from the local Walmart store. The only contact I have is the person that's dropping it off. And that's just enough to do with things, you know, thumbs up. So, um, and, and, and so if that's my expecta expectation, I'm going to start asking other businesses, mm -hmm. right? When I do business with them, do you deliver or can you, uh, my Home Depot, Home Depot will deliver, but it's easier for me to say, uh, I'll pick it up mm -hmm. and I'll, they've got parking places I can drive up. So there's these whole new set of models that don't ever require us coming in contact, face-to-face -face contact with those kinds of uh, big uh, providers of the things that we, uh, of the things that we need. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've been into a, uh, what's the the technology place we're used to, used to do Best that. Buy. Best Buy. Haven't been into a Best Buy in two years because mm -hmm. they're, all you have to do is call them. They tell you what time it's ready or they mm -hmm. send you a text message. Basically it's ready. You drive over there. You tell yep. the, the, the Home Depot knows when I drive up, right? Mm -hmm. they, they know when I'm drive up and they mm -hmm. get a message immediately saying, we know you're here, your package is coming out or your, your, you know, whatever mm -hmm. your order is coming out. So the whole model as a result of the pandemic has changed. I guess somebody has to ask, is it for the better? And the question is, if you're the kind of person that likes that personal interaction with those big box vendors like Home Depot or Walmart or Amazon, well, it's not headed in that direction. Right. But if you're the kind of person who has personal services, like I need help with my, uh, I, I can't figure out how to, what Windows 10 is doing right now. Mm -hmm. Right. And you need that personal contact, then it's more and more likely you're going to be doing that at a distance. Uh, the only time you'll speak with it, that e even if I'm, uh, uh, I have a couple of TikTok guys that, that somehow are presented my for you page and all they do is repair, repair phones. And all they show is a package opening up. They put the phone down. They figure out what's wrong. They loosen some screws. Post them. I think it's a. I I don't know how they do it actually. And then they put it back in a package and they send it back to you. Mm -hmm. So distance learning, distance buying, distance selling, distance engagement, distance conversations, distance visiting with family and friends uh, is going to be more the norm and the occasional opportunity to get together. My trip out East in August, your trip in, uh, and our party on the 3rd. And our, and our party on July 3rd <laughs> and your visit to uh, your uh, children in July. Those are going to become less and less um, uh, likely. And you're just going to communicate because you have these things. It's, it's, I love FaceTiming with the gang because I can put them all over there and I got the camera here and I got the lights makes me look good. You know, that's yeah. going, that's the norm. And, and you'll see companies like uh, Amazon and now Facebook are announcing things, portals 
that enable you to buy a product that you mount to buy your TV. Eventually, if they don't already, TVs will have cameras in them. And the large screen TVs, you'll hang it on a wall. There'll be a camera at the top. And that's how you'll communicate with your family over whatever wireless, I mean, whatever network service you're using. So that's going to, you know, that the, the, we're in the future that we used to envision. Right. And it came a little bit fast, not the whole bunch faster, but the pandemic accelerated not only the technologies. I think the technologies were easy to get out because they they kind of knew they were most of it existed already. Right. Yeah, just, there was no there was no magic to it. It was just and, more people adopting it all. That, and that's right. And the minute that happened, the price goes down. Right. So what I you know, every year I when I do walk into Walmart, I think to myself, I could I paid the same price as that 75 inch screen for a 32 inch screen just two years ago, mm. you know? So, uh, so, and, and they're, so they're just going to get more and more capable. They're already wireless, you know, wirelessly connected. So how hard is it to put a, a camera on the top of that, that television set and uh, make it so you can call your family, you yeah. know, on a node yeah. in their, whatever their node is. And I know some people might be thinking, well, you know, that's a lot less, uh, being in touch with people, being in person, touching, and we we all need you know, communi- you know we all need to communicate with touch sometimes, and yes we do. However, uh, when we can save time on commuting, uh, we can save time on uh, going to the store and having to go in. We don't have to go in. We can just uh, order in advance, pick it up, and leave. And we're saving this amount of time. We can use that time that we've saved to then spend on things that we enjoy and we love, such as hanging out with friends or um, meeting up with family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the, the new model is what I'm going to call the consideration model. The model is that you have to constantly consider how you're going to invest your time and money. Would you rather invest your time in going and driving to the grocery store parking, walking, wandering around the grocery store, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Or is that time better spent in the 10 minutes that that you can get onto groceries.com or whatever it is, make a list and have them deliver it? And does it cost? Well, again, it, it, the, the stores are getting wiser, you know, Prime, Amazon Prime. I've been an Amazon Prime member for several years now. Walmart has something similar. It's a, about the same price, $99 a year. And I can have as many deliveries as I want for the year for free. Yep. As long as I spend more than 35 bucks. Mm-hmm. But you, you do that in one. one yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would do that anyway. Yeah. Um, so this, as I was speaking about uh, the touch points that we can initiate through live streaming, podcasting, blogging, social media, and then, uh, after we've had enough touch points with people, then we can offer them, we can invite them to a one-on-one call, we can invite them into our Facebook group, we can invite them to uh, a membership or um, offer them a course that we've created. So there is that uh, coming closer, you know, coming closer, coming closer. But first we have to establish here's who we are, here's what we do, and uh, here's what we believe. So you can decide if 
uh, one, if you like us, and two, if you want to do business with us. And then if those uh, criteria are met, then you'll take that step forward. And uh, technology just makes it that much easier, more convenient to do that because it's easy to email us. It's easy to uh, call us. It's easy to get on a StreamYard call with us and, and just have a face-to-face -face chat. For instance, if you're having uh, an issue with your Yeti, Blue Yeti microphone and it, you don't know how it works, we can get on a call and we can walk you through the troubleshooting and make it work. Uh, so these are the things that we do from our command center and why we enjoy it. So um, what do you think people need the most in order to bridge the gap when they're moving from a, um, a business out in the world, a brick and mortar, to an online business they're doing from home. What is that piece that they need that is so often uh, difficult or challenging or uh, missing for them? So so back in the olden days, a couple of years ago, uh, the big concern for most businesses was whether or not they had a competitive marketing presence, right? Whether, whether or not uh, they could be distinguished in the marketplace from their competitors. Uh, and so it was always important to make sure that your your branding, your per, business corporate persona was distinct from your competition so that you you know why you were buying Geico insurance instead of Allstate insurance, right? Everybody had to deal with that. Well, what's changed about that is not only has the manner in which we market changed because people are spending less and less time in front of TVs and more and more time in front of their smartphones, but the way people consume information is also changing. So one of the things that you have to consider in all of this is that instead of worrying about your market presence, you have to consider your social media presence because that's where most people are getting their information now via the social media platforms from Facebook to Twitter to TikTok to Instagram to, you know, name them. I mean, the, the, you could name the top 10. Um, and so you need to make sure that whatever marketing presence you have is based on your social media presence. So when you mention things like, um, you know, taking a live stream, turning it into a podcast, turning that into a blog post, turning those, the, uh, any of those into smaller, uh, little chunks, you know, shorts as YouTube calls them and posting them on other locations. So you have as broad a spectrum of social media presence as you can possibly make. The nice thing about that is it's a lot less expensive. It doesn't get expensive until you start buying advertising on the platforms. And even honestly, it's nowhere near as expensive as, you know, this year we will likely spend as much in advertising for a broad social media presence as we did for one phone book ad, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. And, and it's targeted. Right. You get to target the people you that's actually right. I can specifically to help say that's right. Instead of I can never do that with a phone book. <laughs> right. Never do that with a phone book. But now I can say we deal with individuals, encore entrepreneurs, fifty-five plus, et cetera, et cetera. And I can and those that's where those ads are going to be uh, presented, even when we do advertising. But most importantly, our, our job is to make sure that we have a broad presence across across all social media platforms in as many uh, formats as we can possibly produce. And 
and possibly produce without investing in, you know, multi, what, do you, what you don't want to do is make a, a YouTube video that can't be made into a blog post, that can't be made into a, a podcast. You, you know, that's where it gets wasteful, mm-hmm. where you're trying to rebuild that uh, content over right. and over again. And that's why, you know, we're, we're going to show the folks later are leveraging your content. Repurpose, don't repurpose, rebuild. Right. <laughs> yeah, repurpose uh, your uh, content. But uh, the most important parts of the studio, um, you know, that you have to consider and that we talk about all the time are uh, start with a, a good quality internet signal, right? High performance internet signal, preferably at the cable level if you can afford it. Um, then go from there to a pretty good computer. And if you buy a modern laptop, it should be enough without getting into, I'm gonna, I've got, I took it just before the show started when Shelly told me what we were talking about. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna show you some pictures. I took some pictures of our studio so you can see what we've got in here. You don't need what we have in here. We, we have a very specific reason. So first thing, good internet signal, a good internet connection, a good uh, computer, either a laptop or a, a desktop, but you know, a contemporary one, Windows 10 or the latest version of uh, the Mac OS. But a new, well, a new or refurbished desktop, like for instance, the Dell yeah. the workstation, is half the price, or maybe even a third of the price of a, a, a comparable laptop that can do the same thing. Right. So I prefer a desktop for that reason. Yeah, the desktop, <laughs> the desktops that Shelly and I both have are uh, refurbished Dell. Xeon processor workstations uh, with uh, 32 gigabytes of memory. And if we wanted to get into game playing on Twitch, we would want to get something else. But for what we do, it's got plenty of performance. And I think I paid around $400 for each of them, if that, uh, refurbished. Mm -hmm. And uh, they come with a one-year maintenance contract we have, we've never had to use it. It's never failed us. It comes with Windows 10. Windows, of course, is constantly upgrading, uh, or Microsoft is const- constantly upgrading. But um, the desktop uh, is going to be less stressful for you than the laptop. And you don't. The the, the thing about the laptop is, um, you had a laptop primarily for the sake of portability, mm-hmm. um, and. If you're in your home studio, it, you don't have to worry about portability. You right. can have a desktop system, and I'll show you where our sits. It doesn't actually sit on the desktop. That's another thing. Uh, you know, you used to if you had to go out and meet clients everywhere, you wanted to have a laptop to take right. with you, yeah, exactly. or at least a tablet that right. worked really well. Yeah. But now, you can just do everything from home. As a matter of fact, I had a pretty high performance Dell, an iCore Seven Dell, uh, that I just got rid of because it was. Oh, I give it to you. Yeah. I give it to the kids, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it was just cumbersome. It was clunky and big, and yeah, it was performance, but all it did was my email in the evening. So <laughs> I traded it in for a Chromebook, you know, much lighter because that's what I do. Um, okay, so uh, internet, um, computer, computer, uh, good lighting, uh, and if you're solo and not in the studio that we have, a good ring light will do. They run around 80 bucks. And in a minute, we'll show you our Amazon store where you can uh, get a, a lot of this stuff. We strongly recommend having a camera independent of your computer. That's why we go with a desktop plus a uh, Logitech, either 920, 925, 920C, 
any of the Logic Tech cameras uh, would work. And then uh, communications, uh, headset and microphone. And the one that we're using right now is designed for XLR, but the one that we recommend to people is the uh, One Audio uh, 7, I think it is, I'll show it to you. Uh, it's a headset microphone combination that will plug right into your computer, right into the 3.5 millimeter plug. Don't you put up the, do you have this, the Amazon, Amazon store? store there? Yeah, you're going to have to tell Link. me, remind me which one it is, Home Studio? Yeah. Okay, so so uh, let me post, let me post that first. This is our Amazon store. I'll change it right there. That's our Amazon.com slash shop slash a gypsy's kiss. And that will take you here. I will also put that link. Oops, let me go back one. Hang on. Oh, that was silly. Amazon.com shop and gypsies. So I will also put that in the comments. So you guys can have it there as well. Okay. And let me share that with you. So this is our store, A Gypsy's Kiss. It's EDUK Media. EDUK Media. You can't see because they've got this sign. This is our storefront. Let me see if I can do it this way. It's going to show me. Ah. Guess not. Anyway. Anyway. So we have a bunch of uh, kits that we put together for uh, everybody, live streaming, podcasting, Shelly's favorites, AGK prizes, studio lighting. But we have a home studio kit. And uh, no, you don't have to get everything that's in there, but right. we put everything in there that we talk about so right. that you could find it if you needed to. All right. So uh, green screen background, if you want a green screen, this monitor, it's the and 20, Some of these things are on inch. sale today because it's Prime, it's Prime Day. Day. This is our Dell computer, um, a Xeon processor with uh, 16 or 32 gigabytes. Let me see what does this one have. E5 1620 quad with 32, 32 gigabytes and, and two, two terabyte a two terabyte uh, hard, hard drive, drive and a um, graphics card. Um, I can't remember the name of the graphics Nvidia card. Nvidia or is it Nvidia graphics card Q2000 graphics card. Here's a ring light, 31 bucks, which is plenty of light. These are the chairs that we use. Uh, you don't have to go for 160 dollars, but if you decide you want to get a game style chair get this one because you'll save 40 bucks just on the wheels. This one comes with the two sets, one set of office style wheels, but they throw the roller wheels in uh, with them. So, and those will cost, usually cost you another 40 bucks. So you're saving, uh, saving that money on the uh, wheels alone. Um, uh, let me see what else we've got here. We've That's got a good sturdy chair. This is the camera that we use. I'm going to see if I can open them. This is a Logitech C920. Um, Pro 1920 by 1080 camera. Uh, it just doesn't, as you can see, it does really well for us. And then um, this is the headset we recommend. Uh, this is the One Audio A71 PC headset with a boom mic. You can also use them as plain headphones. It's a very versatile kit. Mm -hmm. um, use them as headphones. You can use them with your smartphone. They're only 26 bucks. You'll be able to hear your client they will be able to hear you. There'll be no echo, no feedback. As a matter of fact, if there's going to be any problems, it's going to come from their side. So we, some people don't like wearing the headsets. Um, uh, just get used to it. It's the best thing you can do for communications. 
uh, so that everybody can hear, you can hear everybody. And then um, let me see, you added the green screen. These are the lights we have, the lighting setup that we have, and I'll show you in just a minute. But if you're by yourself, all you need is one of these ring lights. That should be plenty. All right. So I, I'm going to, that's another link. That's basically that kit. I'll copy that and put it in the, uh, yeah, you can make the choice of if you want something that's just on the wall and and stays up, uh, which we like, we prefer. Or if you are a person who normally uses your phone for live streaming and whatnot, then the ring light might be the way to go. So this is a Dell position. This is a refurbished uh, kit. T3600 workstation with E5-1620 Xeon processor, quad core, 32 gigabyte, two terabyte hard drive, and the uh, NVIDIA Q2000, I think. Yeah, NVIDIA yeah, Quadro NVIDIA. 2000, one gigabyte uh, graphics card. Yep. So um, that one oh, does include an operating an system. operating system, but you can you can buy it with it. But yeah, but that was a really good deal for a desktop computer, three fifty five. Yeah, for for all that. So, and free delivery if you're a, premium, a prime user, so uh, we'll get it. Now, these are these are what we use for a lighting setup. We, we, we use the ring light. We have a ring light that we use when we're uh, shooting Shelly doing her teleprompter work. But let me show you some pictures of our studio. So I took this picture just before we started today's show. And as you can see, we have two of those CFL compact for, compact compact fluorescent lights uh, with these standardized um, uh, wall mounts, and they're plugged in. We did. There's no wiring that takes place here. It's just plugged in. There's our Dell computer sitting on, not quite on the floor. That's our Xfinity cable modem, um, which is connected to the computer via Ethernet rather than wireless. So we really get performance, and that's a one gigabyte service. Uh, that we have. So uh, it's a high performance service. We have two of those monitors that we showed you uh, that we go back and forth. I'm showing the window. This is the the monitor that's in the um, uh, window. This table right here is kind of cool. Uh, and forgive my wires mess. I'm always making changes. But this table has a handle on it over here on this side. And it raises and lowers so it can get to standing height if you need it or gets down to desk height if you need it. Now, our uh, biggest investment, as a matter of fact, the biggest investment in this entire studio was not the computer. It was this Rodecaster Pro. You don't need that if you're one, most of your stuff is one-on-one. -on -one. We do, you know, three of our own shows plus a couple of shows for clients every week. So the Rodecaster, which is a $600 investment, that's like I said, it's the biggest investment we made in this room. Uh, but if you look at it, there's there's uh, uh, 400 bucks there, 600 there. These were 150 a piece, so that's 300. Uh, 1300 speakers were uh, the, the studio monitors, which we use, were uh, another hundred. So w we have a total investment, including a color laser printer, of less than $1,500 in the studio. So there's the two headsets th that you see. They're 150 bucks a piece. But again, um, uh, our studio is pretty flexible. I mean, we can do a lot of things with it from one-on-one -on -one conversations with our clients to holding live streams like this to doing webinars if we had to. Let me go back. I'm going to show you two other things. Well, Rats didn't mean to do that. Nope, didn't mean to do that either. 
Unless you guys want to read my mail. <laughs> no, I don't think okay, so. Okay, so where are my other pictures? Now I lost them. Let's see. In uh, your downloads? I don't know. You put them in New Drive? Oh, maybe I, let me, they're probably easier to do. And let me see if I can do this. Okay. It's probably easier over here because they are in downloads. There we go. So one of the things that I did, so uh, I moved into this house now. Uh, this is the third summer. So two years ago, right? Uh, and it came with three bedrooms. And I realized, of course, I needed a bedroom for myself and a bedroom for my guests. So when my children come to visit one of these days, lazy. Hey, 3D Bronze. Hey, 3D Bronze. How are you doing, sir? Um, <laughs> 3D Bronze, you're so funny. Uh, but because I made that decision, one of the decisions we did make is I decided to paint, paint one of the walls uh, chroma key green or Hollywood green, as they call it. And that's what's behind us. That's uh, definitely behind us. Now, one of the things uh, having enough, a lot of experience in this area, one of the things I knew I had to do was light that separately. So I did have an electrician come in and install two uh, other lights. Uh, you, this is the one that was in the room. And as you can see, it's a bedroom with that window against the wall and the air conditioning and you know, heating unit. Uh, and then I had my son, Jason, who's a tinsmith, make these shields for it so that it reflected right back uh, against the wall. So we've made some changes so that it really is uh, a studio for us. And that's how we use it. So we're very happy with uh, with the investment we made. And it, and it literally was not a great big investment uh, uh, for us. So so when it comes to the home studio, what is the most helpful tool for the Encore entrepreneur and why? When it comes to the home studio, so let's say, let's say that you wanted to start small, meaning your laptop, your camera, whatever light you have in your bedroom, even if it's looking at a, I, I'm, I'm going to do this right here. This is what I think is the most important investment that you can make. Okay. Because audio is probably the most important thing in communication. Uh, people are not going to mind if your video is not quite all it could be, but when your audio is bad, uh, they don't, they, you know, it's, it's really hard to communicate. And you can count on your laptop. Your laptop will likely, uh, even the Chromebook that I recently purchased uh, to replace the Dell, it has a 1920 by 1080 camera on it. When, uh, you know, you're always looking down at it, mm -hmm. um, but it has a camera and it also has a microphone and it also has speakers. But if you challenge that, if you try to use your microphone and your speakers and your uh, counterpart, is trying to use their microphone and their speakers, you're going to spend five minutes before you and get started talking, working out the audio issues mm -hmm. that, uh, that you, you'll have to get done. This, wearing this headset, avoids it on your end. And it actually helps the other person because they might get an echo on their end, but at least you don't have to listen to it. <laughs> you know, it, it's not going to be confusing to you. So if, if all I had was a laptop 
and uh, and a lamp at my desk, and I had to rely on that. Uh, the investment I would make would be in a headset. There you go. And only $27. Yeah, they're not expensive. And this particular, again, this particular model is very versatile mm -hmm. in that it also becomes, uh, you know, a regular headset. You can switch out the boom mic for a regular cable. And what's cool about the cable is it has a quarter inch phono on one end, a 3.5 millimeter on the other end, and it switches. So if you had to plug 3.5 into a phono or the the headset into a 3.5, the cable switches back and forth. I mean, it's very ingenious. It took me a long time to find out how many do we have? We have two two of these sets. Yeah, I've got you one have at one home. at yours, mm -hmm. and and we have one here. They also make another uh, Bluetooth headset uh, that honestly is the best Bluetooth headset I have uh, I've seen, uh, I've used. So we're we're very high on. Uh, one audio a 71 but i would i would say if you're about to launch yourself into you know um into uh, a home studio or a command center uh make that investment and and forget the yeti blue yeti mics and yeah yeah i don't know why everybody seems to uh hook up with people who recommend to them to get the the mic the blue Yeti. Oh, and then you need the isolator arm and then you need yeah. this and that. It's like, why would you spend all that money and effort into setting up something like that just to avoid looking like a pilot? I don't right. know. <laughs> What's wrong with this? And then go to, a, and then go to Sporty's pilot shop and buy yourself those shirts that have the epaulets yeah, on them. Maybe a little, uh, you know, captain sat uh, and those, uh, flight glasses. Yeah, aviators. Um, aviators, yeah. yeah. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. All right. That's all um, I have. So if, uh, if this is something that's appealing to you, but you feel like you just, uh, you need more help, you need somebody to walk you through, uh, help you with any troubleshooting that might come up, you can book a call with us. Thank you for listening to Livestream Coaching with Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe, leave a great review, and comment with questions or ideas for future shows. Share our podcast with your family and friends and discover how you can become a creative campaign producer at agkmedia.studio or join our Facebook group, Leveraging Your Content.